but you are not what you do. And this is something that I think helped also with the with the process of deciding that going home is not giving up. Going home is not saying goodbye to this world that I'm a part of. Going home is not a surrender of any kind. It's it's a change of what I do, um, but it doesn't change who I am and what I want to do in this world. So, and this was very much a part of of the process, I suppose. Yeah. Today I'm talking to the tenor Thomas Erlang about the transition in his career. Good afternoon, Thomas. It's so lovely to speak to you again. Hi. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. Yeah. <laughs> After two years, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we met really on on Zoom when during lockdown, and I did the interview with you in in Zurich, where you spoke about your time in lockdown. And um, since then, I've been following your career and and so much has happened in your career um, up to now. And this is why I would love to talk to you about this new transition that you're in. Yes, uh, um, definitely a lot has happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we last spoke, uh, I have made the decision, well, in the recent months, I would say, to move back to South Africa and to take up a lecturing job at the Northwest University um, in the north of the country, in the northwest Northwest province. Um, and this would be a job I will teach uh, singing to students, some other subjects. Uh, it will involve some research. Um, and in the same breath, I also started doctoral studies. So this will go nicely hand in hand with all of that, I suppose. Yes. So the studying part, is this very important that you do that? Is that some criteria of, you know, for you to be able to teach? The decision to do the doctorate studies came before I I, I was even aware of the opportunity to move back uh, for, for the work. So I decided to take on the doctorate studies uh, regardless. Um, however, it does count in my favor. Uh, nowadays, I suppose in South Africa at universities, it is, I would say, somewhat of a prerequisite to be on the way to receiving a doctorate or a PhD, or at least um, have yeah, or have one already. So uh, it happened by chance, but um, a very happy chance, let's say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also the fact that you've that you are now singing professionally. So when you are teaching, you are also bringing that experience to the table. I think um, I think this is a wonderful thing to have knowledge of the current situation of, of the of the singing world of the operatic world. I suppose in theatres does count for a lot uh, when it comes to advice to younger singers who might still want to attempt to come to Europe, for instance, go through an audition process. Uh, finding a job at a theatre as a soloist, as a chorus member, um, or even just to come to Europe to study, um, seeing that I've done all of these things within the last decade, let's say, I think it is valuable. And um, yes, so let's hope it will contribute to, to what I have to offer, yes. Yeah, because I think also young singers coming up, not knowing about the future, especially in South Africa, where there are so 
limited uh, opportunities so that they ex- uh, you you've paved the way now so you you've done all these things so you can be sort of the the person to tell them you know what to do well i think there are many ways to go about it uh, it's i had my own path and through my own experiences i can share and if it is of value of someone then i'd be very happy um there are certain things that a person might have an idea about for instance um let's say how does it work with agencies or how does it work to get an audition in the first place and once you have an audition what does that mean does it mean it's for a role does it mean it's just for someone to hear you to some maybe in the future remember you if there's some opportunity um there are things about the logistics of being a singer that that I can definitely contribute um or share um however i think when it comes to the decision making of what exactly it is that you want uh or where you want to end up perhaps i can offer some guidance but this is a kind of path that you can only really experience on your own yeah mm. yeah that's that's true and but now you how long have you been in in zurich this is my fifth season so almost five years okay. yeah okay and this must have been a very difficult decision to make because it's it, this is such a great opportunity that you have that you can be there and that you can um have this career but what do you think made this the that or, or what brought this about that you that you started thinking of making this change wow um it is first of all a wonderful place to work um i get to meet incredible artists i get to work with wonderful conductors and we we get to do some wonderful works here however i think as for a lot of us during the last 3 and a bit years i suppose with or 3 years now um with covid uh, a lot of questions came up about purpose about values about what is more important than the not is sort of if you start juggling the the aspects of your life and during that time really i started thinking about what possibilities could there potentially be for me to move back home um so in the back of my mind i would say that there was already something turning um opening up my world as opposed to the possibility of moving back however this is and it was and it still sometimes is because i still sometimes have moments of doubt and i think that's also probably normal but um, the idea is not to completely stop singing or to completely let go of what i had in europe i think the important thing for me is that the value added to my life being at home in a country that i know with people that understand me my culture my language um with my family um it's well and you compare that to the type of life that i live here um that sort of the turnover of people coming and going is so quick uh, it's very hard to to settle in in a certain place or even here it it's 
it is a wonderful country to be in, but it's also not an easy country for foreigners. And I think that's the case in a lot of places, I suppose. Um, so yes, it's been a very difficult decision to make. But once the, the offer came, it seemed very clear that this is the right thing to do. How I knew that exactly, I cannot tell you, but it was a feeling that I had that made me feel at ease and it made me feel relieved somehow um, that I am now able to pack my bags and go home. It's a, it's a strange concept, I suppose, because around about nine years ago, I, I left South Africa thinking I will never go back. Really? That I will never put my feet back there because there's no future, there's no opportunity. As a musician, what am I going to do? I can't make a living with that. So if I go back, it will have to be something else. And this was the mindset I had. However, over the years, things change. Um, the last time we spoke, um, I mentioned to you about... Um, ideas of a charitable foundation that I would love to start and so on. And these things are still in the, in the, in the works and in my mind developing. And um, somehow it feels to me that one can do so much more when you have your feet on the ground where the help is needed. Yeah. And this has also been a part of my, my decision-making process is that this is also something that is important to me. How, how can I as a musician, with with the knowledge I have and the experience I have in my life, give something meaningful to a community that I care about. And this is well, one of the questions that, that came up during the time of COVID where we had nothing to do and a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think you're right. People people started thinking and, and started realizing what what is this that I'm doing and what for you know the, the question what am I doing this for yes mm. yeah so so I mean that was a long way of explaining something that's actually I suppose not so difficult to answer it yes it is a difficult decision but in the end it was very easy to make because it felt like the right thing to do mm. and I think once once you open yourself up completely to the possibility of change, the right type of things will come your way. Yeah. Not to sound too... Um, yeah. Um, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But very interesting for me always is that we... You, you look at artists and, and you see that also here in Vienna... And this is what I noticed when I did my project um, over the lockdown time, is that people come from all over the world. I mean, uh, there's so many different nationalities here and, you know, in, in the theaters here, also in the opera house. These people all left their countries. They all left their family families behind. It's a, it's a great sacrifice uh, that we don't realize when we when we hear you know, when, when we visit the opera house and hear people sing, there's much more than this this dedication to the art, but it's also the sacrifice of not being with your family all the time, not being in your on your home soil. You know, it's something that I understand very well, um, not being at home and not being with 
with the people that that understand what you're saying it's not about the language but it's it's about something much deeper yes absolutely agree it's it's the unspoken i suppose that that counts more than, than the spoken i do sometimes um wish that i could just communicate in afrikaans with certain people around me no. so that, <laughs> no. that i can come across or get across the message that i have in the best possible way um i mean we make jokes about it i suppose but 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 it's true where you we cannot i suppose we cannot change where our roots are the roots our roots are planted in 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 south africa the both of us i suppose and yeah. but we've had our ways and we've gone places and for many people being away is hard but not so hard that they would change that and i suppose for me even though i love what i do when i perform i've started making the making the separation of i am a singer and this is not just what i do but this is what i am and i'm thomas and i sing as a profession so what i mean by that is that we can do literally anything in this world to feed ourselves to clothe ourselves to take care of ourselves and it could potentially be fulfilling and wonderful something like working in a theater or performing or it could be teaching or it could be doing plumbing work or it could be anything but you are not what you do and this is something that i think helped also with the with the process of deciding that going home is not giving up going home is not saying goodbye to this world that i'm a part of going home is not a surrender of any kind it's it's a change of what i do um but it doesn't change who i am and what i want to do in this world so in this was very much a part of of the process i suppose yeah at least the way i thought about it was uh, uh, so you must have thought about this a long time was there a, a point where you really where you just where you just felt you know uh yes now i'm doing it well i suppose i reached that point prior to knowing that i'm going home <laughs> really <laughs> because okay um last year july august i spent some time in south africa where it was fantastic um i had a ho- holiday with my family i saw my partner i taught some master classes i did some recitals a little bit of work a little bit of holiday and it was such a wonderful time by the time that i was waiting at the gate at the airport to board the plane i could not stop sobbing really mm-hmm. that it felt like like i was now sent to detention and it is not a i don't know how to explain it in any other way it was simply just a horribly sad feeling leaving Mm -hmm. and even though i have gratitude for what i have here and the opportunity for this at that moment already i knew that if anything were to happen that i could come back i would not say no to it and then as as it were um 
I was informed about the possibility of this job. I applied. Nothing happened for a while, so I assumed that that it was not meant for me. So I, at this stage, really resigned here, um, letting the Opera House know that I will work until the end of the season. Done, even though my contract were for a long uh, sort of. Um, I signed it for a longer period. Yeah. But, so I resigned. So regardless, I would have packed my bags and moved on to a new beginning. Mm -hmm. And what that would have been, I have no idea. Where I would have ended up in Europe, I have no idea. Um, and as a South African, it is pretty difficult with the passport situation. So I was looking into countries with easier visa solutions, I suppose. And um, then after months, I received an email inviting me to come do this interview in Porto Struam in, in the northwest of South Africa. And I was quite shocked. And then within a week, I had to be there within about a week and a half. And I said, I'm coming. They offered me to do this interview online, but, but I somehow knew that that would definitely not count in my favor if 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 that is so I managed to organize a weekend trip to Africa, <laughs> <laughs> which was probably the shortest trip I've made to South Africa since oh, really? um, I arrived the Wednesday no I arrived the Wednesday night in Johannesburg slept at the airport at one of the hotels and the next morning picked up a rental car drove to Portostrum the next morning it was a little bit of teaching. I had to do an, uh, um, a recital. And then there was a panel, questioning panel. And immediately after that, I drove to the airport, got on a plane, flew to Cape Town, spent two days there because I cannot go home and not see my people. I'm not there, yeah. <laughs> and then back to Zurich, back at work on a Tuesday. So it was a very short in and out. Um, and I told myself, I mean, it cost quite a bit of money, but I thought to myself, you'll never, you, these kind of things don't happen. No. They simply don't happen. So when an opportunity come, it's a, almost a must. And I, I took it on and I felt very proud about the way things went that day with, with, uh, with all the, everything involved with the, the so-called interview, I suppose, that I walked away feeling very good. Mm -hmm. Very curious to know the outcome, of course, but I felt yeah, very yeah. And they said, um, the, the HR lady told me about two weeks and then we'll let you know. And two weeks came, two weeks went. And okay, I again, I thought, okay, maybe it wasn't successful. I'm not sure. Um, and it was only in January this year that that I was finally informed that, that that they want to offer me the job. Um it's a very long process in the end. And yes, I accepted. And of course, having accepted this and making it a public thing gave a lot of people a certain impression of surrendering or giving up on a singing career and changing my priorities to such an extent that there will no longer be space for what I've been doing, which I find rather sad because it's, 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 it feels like we are as singers or musicians in general, I suppose, obliged to give 
absolutely everything of ourselves. And if not that, then we're not welcome somehow. It's not completely true, but but there is a feeling of this where where people are so shocked and um, you know, but you've given up so much to be here, you have gone so far to do this. You know, has the sacrifice not how do you justify leaving now and giving up? And but it's not giving up mm. at all. And this is something that I've been trying to communicate to people around me in a in a in the nicest possible way to, yeah. to um I have still been auditioning in the last months. I still want to to connect with conductors and, and people to potentially work together in the future. And maybe it will be once or twice a year and not six or seven times a year. Um but that is also okay, I think. Mm. Because I think the the bigger picture of the bigger picture comes back to happiness and what what brings what brings happiness to my life mm -hmm. and i feel that when when i take care of myself i can do better for those around me if this exactly. is is something i suppose it does make sense but but this is how i feel about it and there's been a lot of things happening in my life in the last two years or maybe a bit more where so many questions so many things about what is it that i i want what do i want as a person rather than what does the world expect of me or what what is expected of me as a singer in this context or that context and i no longer listen to that <laughs> yeah but that's great that's so great that you're saying that because i think it's also in in your industry there's this this almost like this um force of of you know this this push towards the same thing everybody wants the same thing that they, they think they have to do it the, this way there's this there's only this way and you can only do it this way and mm -hmm. um and i spoke to a soprano a mezzo soprano a while ago and she was also saying this thing that this she realized this is not what she wanted to do she wanted to sing but not this way not like everybody else was doing. So um, it's isn't it wonderful if you get to that point where you can stop and say, no, this is not for me. You know, I want to do it a little bit my way. Mm. To have the courage to do that is a big step, yeah. I suppose. Um, because I... I suppose it's like this in any career, really. It's when you've you've been doing something for a long time, and all of a sudden you realize, oh boy, this is really not what I want. And then the question is, what's next? And whether you actually take a step or not. And it takes a lot of bravery, I suppose. And and yeah, it it's so important for us as musicians, for artists, for any creative person, well, for any person for that matter, to take care. Of yourself your your own happiness your own mental health so that you can do what you need to do with a with with more i don't know with with a smile let's say yeah. it's, um, it's not going to be that, like that every day obviously but yeah. but if if there is more happiness and being content with your life and being then what you have to offer, you don't have to spend so much energy on the daily trying to fight against 
what you don't like and what what is keeping you from from being in a good space i suppose yeah now i truly think so and uh, how wonderful that you also have gone through that and also realized that because initially you you said to me that you can give advice and you can tell people what to do but everybody has their own path that they go on and you are now showing that as well you know that it's you have your path and you have your way and and you want fulfillment in a different way than maybe your your colleagues that you have there that that don't understand what you are doing Perhaps so yes i mm. think so i mean we 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 are all so different and we have different needs and different things we prioritize differently and and that is that's the nature of life i suppose yeah um, and it's just about helping people understand that that this that certain stigma or perceptions that that are there that they are not necessarily true let's say yeah um it's exciting i i will be back at the end of June in South Africa, and I start in July with the new job, more or less. And already in August, I will be doing um, Liederabend with a local pianist there. Um, and it will be a Schubert repertoire. I love this, this type of music. So the question somehow for people is, how, how do you measure your success and what is success for you as an individual and when it comes to performing for instance this could be musicians dancers singers anyone it's like is it about where you do it is it about with yeah. whom you work or is it about whether you love what you do in the moment regardless of where it is and it might sound now like i'm creating a story to try and justify the way that i'm going about my life right now but this is truly how I feel about it. And um, in a very true uh, piece of evidence of this, I suppose, is, is last year in South Africa, I did a few recitals and there were not a lot of people in the audience, I can say, but I loved doing it. It was wonderful. What more do you want? Yeah. Yeah, it was sharing music, beautiful music with a partner on stage that, plays beautifully and we connect and you share that with an audience that is hungry to hear what you have to offer and, and yeah that's enough for me yeah really, that really well, is and and i think it will be so beneficial um also for for south africans to have you there because of your beautiful voice and of, of, because of this attitude that you have and um and of course there are not many opportunities for for singers in South Africa, but maybe this is also the time now to to start doing these things so that people also get used to that, you know, so that people also get the the idea of what it is and what a leader Avant is. And not not that I say that they don't, but but that there will be more of those, you know, more and more um more singers doing things like that. I always think about this kind of thing like I would think about wine, as an example. Yeah. So, <laughs> the first time I had a sip of wine, I absolutely hated it. Mm. What is this? You know, as a, as a youngster, I tried it, didn't like it at all. 
but over the years, I developed a taste for it, and now I'm a massive fan mm. of different wines from different countries and different styles. So we develop also a taste for something the more we get exposed to it and the more we open up ourselves to learning about something, I suppose. And I understand that perhaps a typical leader almond is not something that's going to draw a lot of people to a theater, probably because it will be perceived as something highfalutin or something that I don't necessarily understand or how it seems boring or so. But I'm sure that there are concepts to be discovered where one can introduce music, uh, certain types of music, I suppose, to, to an audience to make it interactive and fun so that there is a learning process going. Um, so I suppose there, there definitely would be ways to do that. And I'd be very happy to be involved with this. And yeah. I mean, concerts happen everywhere in South Africa with yeah. wonderful artists. and. If we talk specifically about Leader Days, the wonderful um, Songmakers Guild in Cape Town, and they do music, um, beautiful concerts with um, also with with um, composers from nowadays, and it, it's wonderful. Uh, and this kind of thing it happens in South Africa. It's just, I suppose the the reach is not so so yeah. big, and the more children, I suppose children from, from an early age could be exposed to this kind of thing. Okay. It might not be a whole class of 30 students, but maybe five or four of them might like it. And then so something can develop. And I think this is the way to go about it. It's just mm-hmm. such shadow that, um, that class music and music in schools are no longer a, a thing really in South Africa, unless you're in a private school. Yeah. Oh, you talk, uh, absolutely. I, you know, this is my greatest wish is that in some way music can be introduced again in the schools, all forms of art, you know, that it's, that it's, uh, it, it gets this importance as well as all the other subjects. Yeah. But Thomas, now when you are in Pochevstrom, which I know because I studied there, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but what are you, you, you've, You've done the biggest part, and that is to make this decision. And now, and, and things are falling into place. But what is the dream now? What do you see for you for the future now? <laughs> um. Well, uh, so far, I'm I'm basically looking only maybe until the end of this year, <laughs> with oh, my, okay. <laughs> because. There is so much that will have to happen. Um, I'm hoping to find a home there to uh, start gardening. Um, I'm very interested in creating a small vegetable and fruit garden where it can be somewhat self-sustainable, not self-sustainable, I suppose, but something like this. Yeah. Mm. This is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Something silly like having an office at home where I can sit and work with a piano and yeah, maybe it's, it's, I think one of the, yeah, being domestic in my own space. <laughs> this is, this, this sounds a bit silly, I suppose, but I have not had my own space for the last, since 2007, I suppose. Mm. So moving along or moving around all the time, even in South Africa as a student and then in the UK and then here, I've been moving so often that there's not been a sense of home. 
Mm. And to be able to have a garden where I can go and pick flowers or, you know, I need a lime, get it from the tree outside or these things are important to me. Uh, I'm very interested in local art in South Africa and to um, start experiencing um, exhibitions and going to see, get to know the artists and maybe support if I can. Um, also to do collaborations with galleries and things like this where, where um, you try and bring the visual arts and, and what Wonderful. we Wonderful, yeah. These are things that are also interesting and um, to have a wonderful big kitchen where I can cook all the food. Oh, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> and something like a um, like a bride, like you know, to have yeah. a to have a place to make a fire, to make the poiki, to make the you know whatever we we are supposed to know. You know, it's, yeah. These things are important, and I yeah. think aside from being excited about teaching and about being involved at the university as a lecturer, but also as a student doing the doctoral studies, I think that is already very exciting, of course, but I'm incredibly excited about having a home mm. and about creating a space where uh, I've always been like this, I suppose. Um, I have an open door policy mm. wherever I live that people are always welcome and um, there will always be food and there will always be a bed to sleep on and there will always be, you know, this is the time. And to create that is, is a dream is an absolute dream. Mm -hmm. So, and it's incredibly exciting to know that this dream will most likely be come true within the next year or so. So I know that it's it's quite self-centric, I suppose, at the moment in the way I think about it, because it is about me and what I want right now. Yeah. Um, but I think once I'm settled, then I then I will start with my outward adve- adventures again. I suppose. Uh, as you know, I think this is so important, and this is also this aspect that you said that you have to be happy to be able to be the artist that you are um, supposed to be. So. But I'm coming to visit you in Poch. Yes. I want to see your vegetable garden. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. very welcome. <laughs> you said the door was open, so I'm coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Thomas, this is um, so wonderful to talk to you. I'm so glad about this conversation because I think there are many, many artists that are going through the same thing that you are going through. I think a lockdown and and the whole pandemic has opened up this, you know, this question of what is our purpose or why are we doing certain things? Why are we doing this? And I think this question of why is so important. I think it's, you know, we always know what we are doing, but we don't always know why we are doing it. So um, this was such an amazing, thank you for opening up and, and, you know, talking about this. I think it's very important that, um, you know, that people hear this as well. Yeah, it's been wonderful sharing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thomas, see you soon in South Africa. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Ring the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, Thomas, have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Good job.